Hallelujah. That's a good place to offer him your own personal praise. Amen. For the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Amen. I, no one can tell your testimony quite like you. I stand before you a product of grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound who that saved a wretch like me. But that's my story. At this time, if you wouldn't mind, just offer up to him your own personal praise. Just to let him know how much you appreciate the love that he extended to us. We didn't earn it. We don't deserve it, but yet we're beneficiaries of it. Amen. And I don't think that we can take that for granted. Amen. We, we can't take that for granted. The love that covers us, the love that keeps us, the love that protects us, that provides for us. See, my wife, she loves me. I love my wife to death. My, my kids, they love me. But it's nothing compared to the love of God. Come on, y'all. I don't mean to bother you, but I do believe that he is due praise on this morning. It's the least that we could do. For the man who hung on the cross for us, who laid in the grave for us and got up just for us. I do believe we can do that, amen. We can offer up some type of praise, amen. We ain't dead, amen. Ain't nobody gathered here because we laid out across the altar. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to gather together, Lord, in your name. Lord, this is a time, Lord, that we need you. We need your word. We need a touch from you, Lord. So, Lord, do what only you have the ability to do in this place, and that is to speak to each one of us, speak to each issue in this place, Lord. Lord, be God in this place. We remove all barriers, all hindrances right now, Lord. If it be me, Lord, move me out the way. Lord, you be glorified in this place today. You get the glory in this place today. You get the victory in this place today, Lord. Heal, set free, and deliver in this place today, Lord. Let no requests go unanswered on today, Lord. Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how, Lord. We come with our minds and our hearts open to hear from you, Lord. So, Lord, let your presence be thick in this place right now, Lord. Lord, let do whatever you have on the agenda today, Lord. We, regardless of what we have a mind to do, Lord, we know that you know better, Lord. So we submit to your will and your way on today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Can we just raise the lights just a little bit, amen, in my 
old age, my sight has started to. This is not a portion in the service where I'm asking for feedback, amen. We thank you for joining us here this morning, amen. We pray that you will be blessed as a result of what goes on in the service on today, amen. Pastor LaShawn was speaking earlier about some things, amen, but we now have a video ministry, amen, and I don't know if I still got open cases, amen, so I can't really talk about that type of stuff that she was talking about, amen. Yeah, we have been truly blessed up until this point, amen, and we don't want to have any deviation in the service, amen. And so for a quick moment, I want to talk about my topic, real ones. Real ones, amen. And it is my prayer as we begin 2019, as we go forth into 2019, that, that the Lord will begin to remove the fakeness from our lives. Be it taking away fake friends, fake love, fake joy, fake happiness. Lord, I need the real in my life, amen. Fake stuff don't grow. It's not alive, amen. It doesn't have the ability to grow. It doesn't have the ability to change, amen. It, it remains the same. There is no progression. There's no growth, amen. And the word tells us that there'll come a time where there will arise fake Christ and fake prophets, and they will do many great signs and wonders, amen, and so much so that even the very elect will be deceived, amen. And that reminds me of a time when I was laying down, taking a nap, amen, so to speak, and as I was laying down, I began to hear something, and I couldn't understand what it was. I got up, I was looking, couldn't find out what it was, so I laid back down, amen. And the noise just kept persisting, and I was trying to figure out what was going on, brother. I was looking, but I didn't see nothing, amen. And as I began to look, I noticed that we had a fake plant and a real plant that were by each other. And my wife had had it out, and it had rained that day, and she had brought it in. And what I noticed was that there was a lizard or some lizards. Yeah, there was some lizards. We ain't in that house no more, baby, so you good. Okay. And so there was some lizards jumping from the real tree to the fake tree. And I began to understand something that we need to be careful by appearances. Because the lizard that should have known better was confused as to the fake and the real that was in the room. And so, believers, I need for us to understand that very same thing in our lifetime. That we can't squander having the real for looking for something that's fake. It may look like the real one. It might have the same color, same texture and everything. But at the end of the day, it's something that won't sustain you. It's something that won't keep you, amen? And so... As we look at our text, we're coming from Judges, the seventh chapter, and 
we'll go through the first through the seventh chapter. I want to talk about the real ones, amen. I want to salute the real ones in the house on this morning, amen. The ones who are built different, amen. They, they respond different, amen. They look different. They speak different, amen. They're built different, amen. They are the difference in this world, amen. They're the ones who, uh, a real one is someone, amen, who is a friend you can count on. A real one is someone who is a person that won't turn on you, amen. They will tell you the real, amen. They won't bite their tongue. They won't lie for you. They'll tell you what is what to your face, amen. And we need real ones in our lives, amen. It's time, I, it's time, I, time out for us hanging around fake people, amen. Because fake people stunt your growth. Fake people stunt your growth, amen. When you plant a seed, that seed grows by what's around it. And so when it is not given the things that it needs to grow, it becomes, it gets to be stunted, amen? As Pastor LaShawn was talking about uh, trees and roots and things of that nature, when we plant a plant in a pot and a plant begins to root, sometimes those roots outgrow that plant. And so we have to remove that plant from where it is and put it in a place where it could continue to grow, amen? And so we need some real ones, amen? I need some real ones who, who understand that it doesn't diminish you to elevate somebody else. That's a real one, amen? Someone to pick me up and to knock, not knock me down, amen? Who has a hand in my coming up and not a hand in me staying down, amen? A real one, amen? The Bible tells that two are better. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will, the one will lift up his fellow. That's a real one right there, amen? And so as we look at Judges, the seventh chapter, the first through the seventh verse, amen, we're going to try to get through it as fast as we can, taking pit stops, wherever the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit sees fit, Amen. If you got it, let me say, hear you say amen. amen. If you don't, let me hear you say, hold my mule. Yeah, I got that. All right. It's good to see Brother Walter in the house on today. Amen. For y'all, for those who don't know, you, do you mind if I tell them, Brother Walt? Brother Walt was in a car accident over this week, and his truck flipped two times. But Brother Walt is sitting over there without a scratch on him. So if you can't celebrate... The Lord for anything else, you can celebrate from Brother Walter on today, amen. The word of the Lord says, then Jerubal, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod, so that the camp of, of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now, therefore, proclaim it to the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remained. I need just to understand that Gideon started out with 32,000. And at this point, 22,000 leaves. So we left with 10,000, amen, easy math, amen. But the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. 
Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you. The same shall go with you. And whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you. The same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink and the number of those who lap, putting their hands to, the, to their mouth was 300 men. So he started out with 32,000. He lose 22,000 off the rip. 10,000 left. And of this 10,000, he has 300 at his disposal. Gideon has less than 1% of the people that he started out with at this point. And he's going to war, going to battle with the Midianites who have at least 135,000 troops. Let that sink in just for a second. Amen? Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who left, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his most holy word. As I said before, y'all, I don't want to be before you long, but I do want to speak on the topic of real ones. Amen. We all need some real ones in our life. Amen. And at this point, Gideon only had 300 real ones to fight with. Now, when we talk about Gideon, we have to look at his history and how we come into the knowledge of who Gideon is. And in chapter six, we are told that uh, the Israelites were in a bad place at this position. Amen. They, they had disobeyed God yet again, find themselves in bondage yet again. Amen. And so the Israelites were being overrun by the Midianites. They were being reduced to cave dwellers at this place. The Midianites would come. The Israelites would plant their crops, amen. They would, they would, they would plant their crops and they wait for the crops to grow. And the Midianites would come and descend, descend on them like locusts, amen. They would scavenge the earth, amen. They would tear up the crops and tear up the land and they would kill all the livestock, amen. And so the Israelites were reduced to basic cave dwellers. They were in a dire place. They were in dire straits, amen. They were destitute, amen. And in this situation, God raises up a deliverer in Gideon. Gideon is threshing wheat in his father's wine press when the angel of the Lord sees him, amen. And it's funny because it says in, in, in verse 12 of chapter 6, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you. You mighty man of valor. Amen. And I want someone to understand that. I don't know what you're going up against. I don't know what position you find yourself in. Amen. But I believe that the Lord is calling you a mighty man of valor, regardless of the situation that you find yourself. Amen. Amen. I need you to understand that it's not what you believe in yourself. It's what God believes about you. Amen. And at this moment, God sees Gideon more than what Gideon sees himself to be. Amen. Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened for us? Amen. And where are all his miracles, which my father's told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And we need to understand that we take a scripture out of context and we'll use it to our advantage anytime. Amen. And so there's a scripture that says that the Lord, uh, uh, all things work for the good 
of those who love the Lord. Amen. And so as we read this scripture, we understand and we believe that although we go through some situations that the God that God will repay us for what we are going through. That God will deliver us more than what we went in with. Now, understanding that the good that he's talking about is our righteousness. It's not the fact that you're going through that God can bless you. Amen. But God is trying to God is putting you through something because he's trying to get something out of you. Amen. And so we need to stop understanding that. Oh, Lord, I'm going through this. So I must be getting a big blessing on the, on the end of this. Amen. No, it's not about that. God is condi conditioning you as his instrument, as his vessel. Amen. And so we need. And so Gideon is not understanding why they're in the place that they're in. Not understanding that they had been disobedient and God was punishing them. Amen. But not only was God punishing them, he was preparing them. Amen. And so Gideon does one thing that we all do when God calls on us. He begins to doubt God. Amen. He begins to doubt his calling. Amen. He goes and he says, so he said, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house, y'all. It, it baffles me that we're so quick to listen to the enemy and what he has to say about us before we're quick to listen to the truth of what God is saying about us. A lot of times we're in the position that we're in because we believe that guilt and shame is ours, amen? But the word tells us that he that, don't, that, he that is in Christ, well, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Amen. And so what that means is that, as Pastor LaShawn was saying earlier, if you're in Christ, then guilt and shame has no reason being on you. You've been delivered from guilt. You've been delivered from shame. But we need to understand that and we need to begin to walk in that. Amen. I think we need to start pulling off our grave clothes. Amen. And that's the problem. Instead of wearing happiness and joy and peace and health and all these type of things, we're still wearing guilt that we did back in 2015. We're still wearing the shame we did back in 2013. Amen. We're still wearing Jabot jeans. <laughs> we're still wearing cross colors. Amen. We need to start pulling off our grave clothes. Amen. Start walking in our newness, amen? And that's the thought that I had when we began to talk about that earlier, amen, that we need to stand up and we begin, need to begin to walk because they thought that Christ was going to be in the same place that they buried him in. And I need you to understand, I need you to serve the enemy notice that I'm not going to be in the same place that guilt left me in. I'm not going to be in the same place that shame left me in. I'm not going to be in the same place that doubt left me in because I have a savior who died for me. And so I love this about Gideon because Gideon's name means uh, to cast down or to tear down. Amen. And so one of the first things that God asked Gideon to do was to go in and to tear down the altar that his father had made to Baal. Amen. And so in this hour, I believe that God is calling a people up, amen, to pull down false worship. He's calling some people who can deliver real worship, amen, who's not afraid to deliver real worship, amen. We'll worship him just because. We'll praise him just because. I don't need no reason. He's just good. 
And he's my God. Amen. God needs some real ones in this hour. Amen. Who know how to walk and who how to know how to talk and know how to represent him. Amen. God is looking for some real ones. Do we have some real ones in the house on today? Where, where, where are my real ones at? Okay, okay, okay. What I like about this interaction between God and Gideon when, when Gideon begins to downplay his role and, and, and God is trying to talk him up, amen. God said that if you make yourself small enough long enough, he will make you big enough soon enough. God is going to raise up some people that he can be glorified through. Amen. He's not interested in, in, in raising somebody up who's going to steal his glory. Amen. But if you will humbly submit yourself and wait on the call from God, he has some big plans in store for you. Amen. Now, Gideon, he, he, he asked God for a sign. And, and I know that I'm not going to be able to finish this on today. Amen. But Gideon asked God for a sign. Amen. And, and he. And, and, and he says, God, I'm going to lay a fleece down. Amen. And some of y'all might be saying, I didn't know they had a, a old navy back then. No, it's not that type of fleece. It's a fleece that comes from a sheep or a lamb. Amen. And so he says, I'm going to lay this fleece down on the ground. And, and God, if it be you, make dew on the underside of the fleece and make the ground dry. Right. And God does that. He says, okay, God. I don't mean to, to worry you or, or, or put you out, Lord, but if you will just make dew on the ground and make the underside of the fleece dry, and God does that, amen, and I begin to wonder why. Why would he ask that, brother? Why would he ask that? That seems kind of strange, amen? And as I began to read, I saw somewhere that said that the dew is a sign of divine grace. And we know that there's a fleece, and the fleece comes from a sheep or a lamb. And so the sheep, the fleece, is the lamb of God. We see the ground. And ground, God created man from the dust of the ground. And what I'm seeing is that the grace from God is being transferred from Jesus to man. And so that means that God has given you grace to do exactly what he has determined for you to do. There's no reason for you to look anywhere else because God has given you the ability to do exactly what you have been ordained and created to do. So you don't need to question, God, why are you calling me to do this? You should be celebrating the fact that God sees something so special in you that he handpicked you out of everybody else to be an instrument of his will. That's good news for me, y'all. Boy. And so, as we look at our text, amen, uh, we see that, 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 and it's not... I don't think it's a mistake that we find Gideon threshing wheat. Because that goes, it's symbolic to what we're about to look at. Because we know that threshing wheat, it means that, it, and it's, the first, it's one of the processes of separating the wheat 
from the chafe, amen? And we need to understand that wheat and chafe, in the very early stages, they look the same. But it's not until they begin to mature that they look different. So there's some people that you were with in the early stage that look like they're your friends. They look like that's going to be your boo. It look, not me, baby. I'm talking about them folks. I, uh, it looks like that's going to be your opportunity. Amen. But as time goes on, people begin to get disloyal. People begin to stab you in the back. Friends, you, friend, who used to be friends are not foes. Amen. And so time will tell. Amen. The real from the fake. The real from the fake. Phony and fake don't mix. Rollers don't tick. Yeah, yeah, think about that. A real Rolex don't tick. But that grace is amazing, amen? And Hebrews 4 and 16 tells us that let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And what Gideon needed more than anything was grace, amen? God tells him, look, you got too many. You got too many folks with you for me to give you victory over the Midianites, amen? And Gideon like, yeah, something strange here. God, your math is off. We already undermanned, but you're telling me that I need to reduce my numbers? I need to diminish myself to get glory? That's what God is saying. Some of us can't get victory because we got too much stuff around us. We got too many people around us. We got too many things around us, amen. We accrue things in our life, amen. And, and, and we think we winning because we got money and we got cars and we got all these things. Amen. But the very thing that we need to get in our life to be successful in winning is a relationship with God. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Amen. Because you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the cars in the world. You can have all the houses in the world. But what does that benefit you if you're laying up with cancer? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? And so we need to understand that our relationship with Christ is the biggest thing that we can have in life. It's the only thing that's going to help us win. And as we look at our, 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 our text again, he begins to diminish the number. And the first one is that the, people, the first thing around we need to understand is that most of the people that are around you are scared. They're fearful. They ain't going to follow you in the battle. They're not going to stay there when times get tough. They're going to run, amen? Now, I love this because this follows, a, it follows the law, and it goes back to where it was the principles or the preparations of battle, amen? And there were a group of people who had deferments so that they couldn't fight. And one of the groups was those that were fearful and faint-hearted, or as they say, soft-hearted, amen? And the fear in that is that because if you have fearful people around you, then it will mess up the morale of the other fighters. 
And so you need to start separating people out of your life who are fearful and don't have faith. Look, it's hard enough I got to rebuke the enemy, but I got to rebuke you too. <laughs> Why are we allowing enemies in our camp? Infiltrating our camp, having access, free access in our camp, amen? I got two eyes. And my eyes need to be on the enemy and what he's trying to do and what the Lord's trying to do. I can't be watching that and watching you. I got two ears. I'm trying to hear what the Lord is saying, and I'm trying to rebuke what the enemy's saying. I ain't got time to be rebuking you too. I got one mouth. That mouth is to glorify God and to rebuke the enemy. I can't do that with you too. You got me. I'm, 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 I'm. I need people around me that can hold me up. I need people who can keep me focused and keep me encouraged. Amen. I need that, that, that be together with that person that when I fall, they have me lifted up, lifted up in prayer. Amen. Picking me up. Amen. I don't need somebody who's going to keep me down. Amen. You see what he did? Lord have mercy. A lot of times that's why we can't get it. We can't advance. We can't progress in life. Because we got people in the camp sabotaging us at every angle. They're scared of your coming up. <laughs> They're scared of your shine. I, look, if you scared them, look, if my shine is disturbing you, you need to get some shades. <laughs> I ain't turning my shine down for nobody. I told somebody a long time ago, it's time out for me feeling guilty about God blessing me. I ain't, look, if God give it to me, I'm driving it. If God give it to me, I'm living in it. If God give it to me, I'm weighing it. I ain't got time to, look, if your feelings hurt, <laughs> you need to get together, amen. I'm blessed. <laughs> Better than blessed. <laughs> Folks need to grow up. Look, I done sacrificed long enough. I done fought hard enough. I done cried long enough. Not to get blessed. And you got me feeling shame about my blessing? Come on. So Gideon asked God about this fleece, and, and I need for us to understand, y'all, we need to write this down, that we live by faith and not by fleece. We ain't got to test God's word every time because he has shown us in the past that he is faithful to his word. Why well, I got to trust God, test God. Amen? And so Gideon goes through the process, amen, and He's trying to weed out those people that are fearful in his camp. Amen. And I need us to understand that in battle, we can't afford to have fear in us or around us. We can't defeat the outward fear until we have overcome the inward fear. Why? Because fear that is received is projected. That means that when you receive fear, that means you're projecting on everything that happens in your life. You're stifled by that fear, amen. I, I, I won't do it. I'm, I'm scared it ain't going to make it, amen. I'm, I'm scared I won't be able to do it, amen. And so you project fear onto everything, amen. Fear that is received is, pro is projected, but fear that is refused is rejected. That means that you may offer me fear, but I'm rejecting it. I refuse to be fearful in this place, amen. Not when I have a God who walks with me. Not when I have a God that covers me. Not when I have a God who provides for me. 
Y'all, for faith to work, fear has to be removed. Amen. And so we have to start removing those fearful things out of our life. Those people that cause us fear. Who have us stuck with fear. Amen. And so we have to start removing those feet. Amen. And, and in due time, the real will be separated from the fate. But God is trying to tell Gideon one thing. He says that, you know, you have too many because if you have all these people and y'all come out winning, then that means that you're going to say that y'all won this battle. It was because of y'all. Y'all came together. Y'all fought. Y'all won. Amen. And y'all done left me all out of it. Amen. But the major victories in our life, y'all, were not won as a result of us, but because of God who fights for us. The battle in your body, amen, the battle in your mind, amen, the battle in your health. They weren't won by you, but they were won by God, amen. If you can say at the end of a battle, if you can explain how you won and that explanation was not but God, there's something wrong. But God is the reason why we have won every battle in our life. But God, amen. I was about to lose my mind, but God. I was coming to the end of my rope, but God. I didn't know where to turn, but God. It wasn't but the bank. It wasn't but mama. It was but God, amen. Now, the many as they knew that the Israelites were close to them, that they had encamped close to them, amen. They knew where they were. They even knew that uh, Gideon was their commander. But they were so... Convinced and they were so overconfident in the fact that of the numbers that they had and the fact that they had been overrunning them for seven years That they were no concern to them. Amen. They had everything in the world going for them except God They had the numbers, but they didn't have God <laughs> They thought they had the advantage, but they didn't have God. Amen. And so there's some things that come in our life, amen, and it thinks that it has us scared because over the past years, we have a history of being defeated by that, amen, but they don't know that we got God with us this time. So every time now that you go into battle, you need to take God, amen? Don't, I don't, look, you know how they defeated them, what they had? Horns and torches. And 300 beat 135,000. With horns and torches. Horns and torches. These people who were farmers, who were not fighters, fought uh, uh, veteran soldiers. 135,000, 135,000. 135, Beat them with horns and torches. God can do some amazing things for those who believe in him. You can go in a bank with jacked up credit and God can work that thing where you come out with something brand new. You can go in the hospital with all type of illness and sickness in your body and you can come out with healing. That's the type of God we serve. Y'all, it's important that in our lifetime as we go forward, we begin to separate real from fake in our lives because those real people are going to help you to get to your thing that God has got for you. 
Those that are fake will do everything in the matter of fact, the enemy is using those that are fake to throw you off. But when you got somebody who's real, who's ready, who's down, look, everybody knows somebody who will fight at the at the hint of a dime. You don't want to mess with them. They known for fighting. They known in the streets for fighting. Amen. But God is calling for those same type of people to fight in the spirit that the enemy they don't, don't even want to mess with because they know that's going to be all day affair right there. We need some real ones like that. Amen. Real ones who are 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 honest about their struggle. We need some we need some real ones who can 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 talk to people that other people that don't want to talk to or can't talk to. That's what the church is being comprised of now. It's not being comprised of, of, of all these holier than now saints, amen. But the church is being comprised of people who are victims of battles, amen, who constant battles, amen, constant warfare, amen. And we bring them into this thing, into this church, and God is wiping them up. And he's repurposing them. And he's sending them back out into the war to bring in other ones. Amen. Amen. God needs some real ones to understand that holiness is still the standard. Holiness is still the standard. That all in all that we do, we do it unto the Lord. Not those who feel as though they can slip up this time and that'll be all right. Amen. Now, if you can tell this person off and, and God will understand, he know my heart. Amen. And to be honest with you, your relationship with God, your relationship with God, your relationship with God is apparent because of your heart when situation arise. What comes out of your heart? Does cussing come out your heart? Does fighting come out your heart? Does fornication come out your heart? What comes out of your heart when you're tested the most? It says that in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Amen. And, and I need you to understand that in your weakness, that's when you're the strongest. Because that's when you can't fight no more. And you're leaving it all up to God. Amen. A real one understands his limitations. And to be honest with you, I can't get too mad about those that left who were fearful. Because I don't want to go to fight. I don't want to go to war with somebody who I think got my back and run out on me at a bad time. Amen. 